0: Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is January
1: 8th, 2019. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. And Happy New Year to everyone. It's a brand new year. Actually, we're starting our seventh year this, <laughs> this time. And it's, it's going to be a good wow. go around on this. And uh, joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir.
2: Good morning, Gary, and happy New Year. It's great to be with you, and we look forward to a very great year this year. Good to be Definitely. with you, my friend.
1: Definitely. All right. Also joining us this morning is Jim Kluge. He served with the 4th Infantry Division for 19 months in Vietnam. He was awarded the Purple Heart for wounds he received in action and reached the rank of Staff Sergeant at discharge. Jim has served as Chapter and Department Commander as well as the National Americanism Officer, National Public Relations Officer, and is the former National Historian for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. Good morning, Jim.
3: Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Bill.
1: Yes, again, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you know, something uh, this year. So everybody, listen close because as we progress on our shows uh, go, uh, going forward. And it's going to be—it's going to be something else. You're going to really enjoy it. Okay. Now, Bill has yeah, yeah. always provided us some good news articles. And uh, Bill, uh, what's the latest? As far as I heard, our oldest veteran—something uh, happened. He died.
2: Yes, Gary, and uh, sadly, we lost Richard Overton, mm-hmm. who uh, had been a resident down in uh, Austin, Texas, 112 years of age. The uh, oldest living World War II veteran, we lost him about three weeks ago, and uh, he will be sadly uh, missed. Uh, as you know, uh, uh, Richard Overton was—he uh, he was a re- real great ca- character. You know, still moving around and being very active at, at the ripe age of 112. So he will be clearly missed in the veterans' community.
1: Yeah, that's terrible. But anyway, we also have something about A senator wants to question the unspent VA suicide prevention funds. What's going on there, Bill?
2: Well, Gary, you know, uh, and just a, a quick prelude to this. You, mm-hmm. you know... We continue to say that veteran suicide prevention awareness is an everyday concern, not just in the month of September when it's recognized by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. But there's a situation, again, with the money that's available in the Department of Veterans Affairs. And, uh, yes, there there are 21 senators from the uh, uh, Senate uh, side of the uh, Congress, uh, is uh, asking the uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs to explain why it has just spent $57,000 of a budgeted uh, media uh, program for $6.2 million. And this advertising was strictly uh, 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 focusing on uh, suicide prevention, for fiscal 2018, and they're calling this deficiency uh, really appalling for the lack of uh, oversight and and uh, doing what they should do, and 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 there's further a demand for a full accounting of 17.7 million dollars budgeted further by the VA for suicide prevention. Gary, uh, with the media uh, aspect of this, this is very important because this is the way uh, men and women who serve this country that's out there uh, can access these kinds of programs to help them out with what they're going with, with the uh, issues that they live with.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's all this money, and and it's not going, it's not moving, or it is. We don't well, know where it's moving to. <laughs>
2: That's exactly right. But we're going to continue to monitor this, Gary, and to 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 make that uh, known about what's happening. That's a lot of money to be appropriated, and then just uh, we can't give an account for uh, what has happened to it over the course of the the time period to help our men and
1: women. That's unreal. Also, you had something else on the news on the news article about a disabled veterans can now fly space. What's it called? Space A on a military aircraft? What are the guidelines yes, for that, Yeah,
2: space available. And, Gary, you know, that's a part of a package, and we want to encourage our men and women out in the veterans community uh, to look at uh, uh, some of the things that have happened by within the states and at the federal government level. For an example, uh, in, in Georgia... Uh, The state of Georgia, uh, beginning of this year, that a person who was a qualified firefighter on uh, active duty, that training that they received initially qualifies them as equivalent training to be considered for a firefighting uh, position in the state of Georgia. Uh, It's a great move on that state. Um, uh, The National Guard in Indiana, uh, uh, the state is saying that uh, as far as those individuals who are called up to serve uh, on active duty uh, and they're enrolled in, uh, in a state-accredited uh, 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 college or university, they can have a refund if that uh, call the active duty uh, interferes for them uh, with them in 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 uh, you know attending classes, the state of New Hampshire, for an example, for uh, service-connected total disabled veterans, will get a two thousand to four thousand increase of what they call a tax credit for property taxes. And uh, as you mentioned, the uh, the space uh space, aid, uh, <laughs> space available for military. Uh, flights uh, around the uh, country, uh, they will be eligible to, uh, to get a free ride wherever that uh, uh, aircraft is going that they may have an interest in visiting. All right. So we're going to highlight Good. some more of these because there's a lot of this that's uh, it's available out there that, uh, you know, will we'll, as we go through uh, the first part of the year, we'll make reference back to them.
1: All right, and of course you can't live in Oregon to get any of these benefits, so no, no.
2: <laughs> well, I, 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 I think there's something for Oregon, so we we're going to save the best for soon.
1: That's right. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, Jim. Guess what? You have the honor of introducing our guest today. Well,
3: Gary, thank you. It is a, it is an honor, Christopher Davison. Uh, Davison is a retired Sergeant First Class with 21 years active Army service. Hailing from central Maine, Christopher joined the Army in 1996, and his first uh, deployment was in 1997 to Bosnia-Herzegovina with the 2nd Armored Cavalry Regiment uh, in support of Operation Joint Guard Stabilization Force. And that must have been something uh, for Christopher to enter that whole realm of the European theater. After his return home, he was discharged with the tough thing that most of us do fight, and that's PTSD, depression, anxiety, and he started to heavily medicate himself. After his first enlistment, he left the Army and tried to make it on the outside world without much success. Then later, he came back and joined the Army again, Eleven months later, he uh, really focused on his career. Throughout his career, he was really quite successful. He held the position of platoon sergeant, no small accomplishment, microwave team chief, dining facility manager, recruit uh, recruiter, and culinary arts instructor. However, during that position and in, in his career, he helped hundreds of and 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 look at the sensitivity that Christopher had. He helped hundreds of soldiers with their lives in the but sadly, he neglected his own. And he became addicted to Oxycontin, hydrocortisone, uh, you know, and many other medications. Throughout his career, the army, he held over fifty different types of medications and and for various ish, issues that he was suffering from which half of them were psychiatric medications and that's a scary thing for all of us at the time his doctors were giving him three to four different medications and added more or changed them on the next follow-up there was no consistency in medications and or and or regular visits sadly he was left to fight the battle himself and tough go but I've got to say, what a tremendous man Christopher is. You go to his website and you're just horrified with the uh, things that he went through and then the depth of what he's done since. Gary, Bill, it's my honor to introduce Christopher to you and the audience.
1: All right, Welcome. Welcome, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Right. Thank you. Well, because of the t- time issue, we're going to try to get everything in, on, uh, you know, within this time period. But sometimes we'll take a break a little bit earlier, a little bit late just to uh, make it more comfortable for all of us. OK. And uh, why don't you go ahead? We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And you're listening to the American Heroes Network powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back.
0: If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American heroes network at gmail.com. That's American heroes network at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our
1: guest, uh, Chris from project. I am me now, Chris, how did this all start? I mean, what got your interest in, in, in putting this together and helping everyone out there as far as, uh, you know when it comes to alcohol abuse or or medication abuse, um, could you tell us a story on how it all started?
5: <laughs> uh well, um you know, I retired in uh, December two thousand and seventeen uh, I left uh fort hood you know i I was setting myself up uh for a job and uh, I got a nice job as a kitchen director down in Florida, so you know i you know figured um move my family down there and what we did is you know we, we left uh for 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 bliss and we went to florida and i started working at my job and i only lasted about shoot five days before uh i was sat down and my uh supervisor uh he was like you know i don't think it's gonna work out Uh, we're gonna let you go. And looking back, I, I always thought that it was just the military ingrained in me and how I was, you know, acting, uh, at work. But it wasn't that. It was, it was more than I, I I thought I was bringing, you know, a a lot of good things to the table and so did they when they hired me. But I was really let go because of my alcohol. You know, looking back, I, 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 see myself, uh, like everybody around me could smell alcohol. I couldn't smell it. And I just thought, you know, everything was okay and I'd go about my business. You know, once I got let go, um, there I was stuck in Florida. Uh, I didn't have any VA disability. I was just getting my regular retirement check and I just started really self-medicating, uh, you know, long story short, I started calling my family back home, which I neglected throughout my military career, uh, back in Maine. And I made a decision just to move my family from Florida to Maine. And we moved up there. We were there for a total of, uh, eight months. And then, you know, once I got better, I ended up moving down here to North Carolina. But when I was in Maine, You know, I started drinking really heavy again, and I had a job at a casino, and I was hired, uh, for, I was working there for about a month, and I was let go again. I was actually suspended for eight days, and I'm like, okay, maybe it was just me acting like I would in the military, uh, you know, the civilian world's not ready for that. So, come to find out, it was about my drinking again, and... You know, I look back at the embarrassment that I was putting myself through by hiding, you know, I would hide my my liquor in regular bottles that you would buy in the store just to conceal it. And there was this one time I had a a liquor bottle, you know, Gatorade bottle filled with straight vodka in my, my pocket and I was sitting down at my brother's house and talking to him and his wife and I guess I sat in the chair wrong and it started spilling out all over the floor. They looked at me, and I had just this massive embarrassment come over me, and I still concealed in, oh, you know, I said it was my water bottle, but they knew. You know, uh, eventually, my brother kept on me about it, and there was this one time I had uh, an episode at home, and my wife was getting on me about my liquor. And it got to the point where I was actually cutting myself uh, because of my depression, my PTSD. And my wife had called my brother over to the house. He only lived about, you know, not even a mile away. And he walked in the room and saw me all cut up on my stomach and everything, you know, self-inflicting wounds. And he got in my face, and he's my little brother, and it, it was just something he... And just the look on his face made me reach down under the bed, hand him my liquor bottle, and say, I'm done. And, and you know, that's when it really started setting in. Uh, I went through about two hard, long weeks of, you know, getting dry, white-knuckling it. And it was the worst feeling in the world. It, literally, I felt like I was dying. But I haven't touched a drink since April 4th last year, and I don't ever look forward wow. to it because I just know that, you know, how much pain and, and how much suffering that my family and myself are going to go through as soon as I
3: touch that bottle. Gosh. Uh, Chris, this is Jim. What a heart-wrenching story of, of survival and recovery, and as I was looking Christopher as I was looking at your website as uh, you talked about your sobriety and the uh, and the and the almost getting you well know, heading towards a year of sobriety and not quite there obviously but Christopher I wondered what it took for you to get off of the drugs because Am I correct there was not only alcohol, were there other drugs involved in it also like prescription drugs or, or you know uh you know, prescribed drugs also involved in that? Yeah, throughout
5: uh you know, as soon as I got back from my deployment in Bosnia, I was I was only twenty years old on my first deployment and um, you know, I seen some some things over there that, you know, they'll never get out of my memory. And when I came back to the States, you know, everybody goes through this uh, treatment with behavioral health just to see how we're, you know, getting back to life back in Garrison. And they were like, you know, you, you got PTSD, you got depression, and they started putting me on medications. So I've been on psychotropic medications since 1997 and I, or 98, and I joined the <laughs> Army in '96. So, you know, I I was on hydrocodone, oxycodone, Percocet, diazepam, um, even got on naltrexone, methadone, uh, a whole plethora of medications. And I became addicted to them so bad that I was taking, you know, five to eight Percocets a day just to function. And it wasn't just because of the PTSD and anxiety. I also had, you know, physical injuries. And, you know, they would prescribe me medications to put those in, you know, subside those injuries. Just put a Band-Aid
3: over it. (laughs) Here.
2: Tragic story, Christopher. All
3: right. And Bill?
2: Well, Chris, uh, welcome again to the show. And, you know, just listening to, uh, you know, what your experience has been, uh puts me so much in mind of this news article uh about these uh, suicide prevention awareness funds but you know let me just say this to you uh, you know our country United States of America prepares us to be the the best warriors in the world we're trained to be the best and and they invest a lot of money in us uh when when that occurs but when we return to home and community, like you did after leaving the military, and l- let me tell you, uh, this has happened. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Jim and I and Gary, were both of the Vietnam era, and we've had boots on the ground. It, we, but we weren't trained, I mean, to be able to reintegrate the home and community. And this is what I'm airing, you know, of the experience that you went through, it some way we've got to be able to get to that point that uh, we're prepared to come back to home and community. Tell our listening audience uh, about some of the individuals who you are now, based on your experience, are trying to help through blogs and videos uh, of what their situations are that have been brought to your attention.
5: So. What I what I do, for example, uh, is I, I try to get people to see what they're doing. Uh, that's the way. That's the thing that helped me. You know, AA helped me in the past a little bit, um, but you know, I wasn't ready to get sober and, and get help. Um, I, I tried, and I had lost faith in the behavioral health system within the military. Um, so, what I do is you know I 'll meet people on Facebook, um, people will come to the website and they'll you know send me private messages and ask me you know you know about my videos and uh some of the, a lot of them have very interesting stories, and what I do is I take their their story and I turn it into something that they can see um you, you can't get over a lot of the issues that you have in addictions uh, just by going to the doctor. You have to physically see what you've done uh, throughout your life and what you're continuing to do if you're you know, still uh, an addict or an alcoholic or creating domestic violence uh, within your family. Um, suicidal tendencies so what I do is I take all those photos and I make a life story and they look at that and it helps them to see you know what they've done and it'll help them to get to where they want to go
2: well that's great Chris because you know what I think I'm hearing you saying uh, with the response and what you said initially to Jim's uh, 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 question to you is that it's not just you that well, uh, that, that this problem uh, presents itself because you with a family and and so many others mm-hmm. who have families who come back and have this issue it it, it becomes a family issue to contend with and that could right. be the worst situation in the world. So how how has that say, like impacted your family and some of the other families that uh, you've dealt with?
5: My God, uh, the things that I've put my family through, uh, you know, I met my wife in Korea. I spent five years in Korea with the 41st Signal Company, um, and my wife, you know, uprooted her entire life. She married me, and I promised her the world, but... I was an addict and an alcoholic, so pretty much I I lied to my wife when I met her. And, you know, she's still with me now, and she's kept me on the right path. Uh, Recently, I mean, she's tried so hard in the past, and I I just I I couldn't get over the things that I've seen, the things that I've done. Um, and, And I created this massive domestic violence within my family, And, I mean, it got physical many, many times. Um, There was one point I was so drunk that the police were called to the home uh, in Fort Bliss, and they ended up taking my wife away because I was such a functioning alcoholic and addict that I persuaded the police that my wife was in the wrong. Really, I was the one that should have gone to jail. Um, So, you know, not getting the proper help that I was supposed to get, um, put me in a a bad position with my family. Um, you know, things are getting better now. It, It takes a lot of time. Uh, a lot of the lies that we addicts and alcoholics, uh, you know, present upon our family, um, those things take time to heal. Um, and there, there's just some days that, you know, your family member will be upset at you, because of something they got reminded about when you were an addict or an alcoholic, um, so you know getting things out on the table is the best way. And the way I started was I just started writing down my my thoughts and things like that. I started writing a book, and I got a call one day to make a video for Team Veteran Foundation, uh, Gordon Brown out of uh, Arizona, and I put this video together uh, to help. Uh, their project for the hyperbaric oxygen uh, therapy. And when I, after looking at the video, uh, there was just this overwhelming power that came across me to make a video about myself. So I started creating all these videos about myself um, and hoping, in hopes that somebody would, you know, people would see what we go through.
1: I can wow. totally understand that But we're going to go take a quick break You're listening to the American Heroes Network Powered by Voice America on a Variety Channel And we'll be right back Think you've seen everything there is to see In online television? Let us surprise you Visit voiceamerica.tv
0: today For sports, health, business and more On demand 24-7 That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest,
1: Chris, with Project I'm Me. And um, we have a question as far as, not a question, uh, just a, something to say unique about your name. And um, Jim, you had a question, not a question on it. You just want to, I guess, bring it out, bring yeah. out the name.
3: Yeah. yeah right uh, you know Christopher, uh, your website um, which is uh, everybody's anybody hearing this has to go to your website with that website, Christopher, I was struck by its uh power uh, it says so much as I said earlier uh, uh, I'm sure Gary and Bill were impacted as uh, being. Uh, Boots on the Ground, Vietnam, we certainly experience what your website projects, and you see Project I'm Me. Christopher, tell us about how that name came to be and what it means to you.
5: You know, uh, well, I I was sitting down writing uh, some pages in my my book, and something just, you know, I wrote I, I am me, and then I realized, you know, I'm me regardless of what I've done, what I've been through, uh, and, and, you know, all the all the things I've done, it doesn't matter um, about anything else. You are who you are. So either way you look at IME, if you're looking at it um, at, at the picture, IME reads left to right, and it also reads top to bottom. Uh, the red stands for uh, alcoholism. Purple is for domestic violence. Blue is for child abuse. The yellow is for uh, support of the veterans, brown is for uh, tobacco, green is for depression, black is for uh, cirrhosis uh, with alcohol and mourning, Um, you know, a lot of the deaths and suicides uh, that are out there, and the white stands for men's violence against women. All those uh, colors are related to the things that I've gone through. Um, so you know, I just came up with you know at Project uh, I'm Me. You know we're told to live life to the fullest. Um, so it serves as a vessel uh, to help those overcome alcoholism, addiction, PTSD, domestic violence, you know, men's violence against women, uh, lost soldiers, and you know support our veterans. So with the, with the actual Project I'm Me, uh, the acronym. Uh, you know the P stands for be proactive, taking a, a proactive approach and on the issues and face them head on. Uh, the R is uh, resiliency. You know, create a resilient behavior within your life. When when you do, that. when you do that, uh, you know a, a lot of good things will come out of uh, being resilient. The O is uh, overcome. Overcome the obstacles of your past and the present. Uh, just, uh, J is for justification. Justify to yourself your own destructive behaviors. Uh, e is for empowerment. Uh, empower yourself and others through sharing your experiences. Uh, closed mouth won't get fed. We have to open our mouth and say something and get the help that we need. Uh, C is for care. Take time for yourself and others. Um, you know, healing takes time. Uh, which brings me to time, you know, just all wounds will heal in time. Uh, the I is for intervene, intervene the problem, uh, that, you know, maybe a family member sees you have an alcohol problem. Intervene, you know, don't be scared, uh, like my wife was, she wouldn't even call the police because she had fear of my career getting destroyed and I would lose my retirement, um, so intervene the problem at all costs. Uh, M is for moving to action. Uh, the other M is for motivate, motivate people through your experiences. And E is for eradicate uh, alcoholism, addiction, PTSD, and suicide.
3: All right. Boy, Christopher, I, I hear that a closed mouth won't get fed. And looking on your website... You just you just knocked it out of the ballpark there. That's the, I think that's one of the key cornerstones to uh, getting that help that, uh, you know, you with your brother looked yourself squarely in the eye and got outside of yourself, like you said, on your website. Yep. And you looked at yourself and evaluated because you didn't set out, like you said here, in a closed mouth. I think I'm going to be an alcoholic when I grow up and, and get into my exactly. later life, you know, early.
2: Yeah, Christopher real dynamic.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly.
2: Bill? No? Well, Christopher, you know, our program uh, has a wide circulation both uh, in the country and outside of the country. And I'm sure there are a lot of people uh, that are uh, listening. If they're not listening uh, live, they will uh, listen to the recorded version. Uh, how can one...
4: Who has
2: a concern uh, about uh, the same kinds of issues that you've gone through uh, to be able to be in contact with you in the program, that they can get started and to be able to work on themselves?
5: Everything right now is done. Uh, all my communications are done through email. They can go to the website uh, and email me at uh, projectimme at gmail.com um certain cases certain individuals I'll I'll reach out to them and, and give them my phone number and we can talk one on one uh everything's strictly confidential um it, but if you know if I see something uh just like the military trains us um you know if you're going to harm yourself or harm somebody else uh there's a veteran crisis line out there um and I've used that many times um to to seek some kind of help and and just talk to somebody. Uh, The other ways are uh, they can watch my YouTube videos and see the link. uh, Once they find the link, Mr. Davidson, Uh, they can go to my Facebook at Culinary Davidson. They can add me as a friend, um, and I can reach out to them that way. Um, Right now, everything is just done over the, the Internet.
2: So do you at some point uh, expect to expand to get uh, uh some more uh, uh, uh working individuals with you uh, what, what I guess what's what's your your future ahead in terms of where you'd like to see this go Uh
5: my ultimate you know the my ultimate goal is uh you know maybe the military and you know some of the officials will and the Veterans Administration, look at um, what I've created and reach out to me in hopes you know, that I could uh, do some motivational speaking, um, because, you, know, sharing my experiences, I know there are thousands of other soldiers out there. I talked to one the other day. It uh, used to be my soldier, and I still keep in contact. Um, you know, this soldier used to self-inflict wounds on himself, too and was an alcoholic, and, you know, my ultimate goal is to get that word out there. You know, maybe people, uh, you know, corporations, uh, veterans' administrations and things like that will take this in and be like, you know, okay, this, this guy is going somewhere with this. This is the help that the military was missing in the training aspect. You know, they train us about suicide prevention and things like that. But there's the stigma that, you know, it'll ruin our career if we speak up, um, if we get the help that we need. Uh, you know, I've been called crazy, uh, you know, a thousand times uh, just because I go to behavioral health. Uh, so then I, you know, ended up stopping going to behavioral health once I started making it higher in rank uh, Because my soldiers looked at it maybe as a sign of weakness. We need to stop that. And, and get the proper training uh, within the military and the veteran community um, you know that's that's the ultimate goal
2: yeah and 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 Chris, near the end of the uh, uh, the first break that uh, uh, we had you uh, you spoke about uh, uh, some writings that you had done with reference to hyperbaric uh, uh, oxygen. Tell our listening audience: What uh, did that entail that uh, that you were making reference to?
5: Um, Mr. Gordon Brown reached out to me uh, about doing a video uh, for the H Bot, and uh, what it is is you know soldiers that have PTSD, uh, depression, uh, addictions, and things like that. When when they go to the hyperbaric oxygen therapy. that gives the brain time to heal. You know, they go into the chamber, they get all this oxygen treatment, and once the brain is healed from all these issues, that's when they can start getting, you know, the proper help that they need through therapy and things like that. You went through this
1: therapy? No, I have
5: not yet. Um, But I've talked with... uh, Mr. Gordon Brown and and you know did a lot of research on it for the video I had to create, and it's a phenomenal program. Um, I I hope and they also hope that you know the military will adapt this type of therapy uh, to heal the soldiers
1: and veterans. That's true. We, we've had we've had uh, Gordon on a couple times already and, and I'll tell you the okay. hyperbaric uh, therapy chamber is, is something else um, uh, we believe highly in it uh, we believe that it is working it is doing uh, you know a lot of I hate to use the word because the VA looks down on it it's a miracle <laughs> but <Right. laughs> um, but um, you know um, it's, it's something that you, you should take I mean if you it, it does clear up your head a lot and that's what you heard, also, Chris. Right? Right, right. So yeah. I think it would be a great idea to you know to include him in, in anything you do. Uh, he's he's fi- filled with knowledge when it comes to that hyperbaric chamber. Absolutely, Jim. Chris, I'm just,
3: I just, I'm, I'm, as I listen to you, Chris, uh, it's like. Um, it's like listening to a, a story of a road uh, traveled by, I've got to say, certainly myself. I look at the suicide, PTSD, depression, anxiety, and I'm, I'm amazed. We are survivors, but look at the path of destruction and, and carnage we've, I personally have left along the way of my recovery. Four and a half days from a uh, two-core jungle in Vietnam. Uh, Central Highlands to LAX Airport with a, with a brand new spanking, still stiff from manufacturer uniform on and being accosted by, you know, the, the do gooders that called me a baby killer. And, and Chris, I can only imagine the same things, different battle same problems, and we still deny it, we still look past it, we won't identify it. The military, like Bill said, they prepared us to, to kill with our teeth if that was necessary. But uh, from there, we were on our own, and, and there it is. And I just so applaud you for taking control of your life and saying, no, 50 different medications and the denial process of bringing you up to the point of final, and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to do it. You're, you said you're going to do it, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, Chris, I mean, Thank what you're doing now and what you've done and what you've been through, you're a success story. And that success story is music to our ears. I'm sure it's to, you know, it's to Bill and uh, to Gary and myself, and I'm sure everybody that's listening.
1: All right. Thank you. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back.
0: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here
1: with our guest, Chris, with Project I Am Me. And, Bill, I know you had a question.
2: Yes, uh, Chris, is, uh, you've mentioned that uh, you are... You, uh... Uh, attempting to get started with some motivational speaking in uh, in the North Carolina area. Uh, you know, yes. from my view, the map of North Carolina, it's a large state there. But uh, certainly, uh, if you're interested, uh, let our listening audience know, uh, uh, you know, how they might approach that and maybe what areas in North Carolina that you're interested in doing that.
5: Uh, well, uh, right now, uh, I'm in uh, the Fayetteville area, and uh, one, of, one of the goals I have uh, through the motivational speaking, you know, especially to the youth um, and to veterans and to soldiers, you know, I'd love to speak uh, on the military installation and get these soldiers involved um, through my experiences. Um, they can go to the website and uh, send me an email, uh, re- you know, requesting for me to come to their location and speak about, you know, uh, certain issues, you know, whatever issues they have going on or whatever the, the major problem is, um, to go in and talk to them. Uh you know, at least, uh, 25% of vets, uh, that return from deployments, uh, they come back with substance abuse problems, uh, substance abuse disorders, um, and they just can't kick it. Um, I found the way that I was able to kick it, uh, you know, white knuckle it and listen to stories, listen to what people went through. Um, you know, we have, uh, we soldiers and vets have a lot of mental health barriers, um, when, when it comes to seeking help, you know, uh, out of personal uh, embarrassment, uh, even long wait times at the clinics. Uh, you know, long appointment times uh, with the VA and within the military installation. Uh, We go through, you know, shame of of needing help and asking for help. Uh, We go through fear of, you know, people looking at us as a sign of weakness Um, and and other problems like logistics, you know, uh, location and, and having to travel for the help. You know, my goal is to actually go out there and, and give them the help that they need. Well, Chris,
2: you certainly have a captive audience there. Fairville, yeah. Cumberland County, uh, Fort Bragg, home of the uh, 82nd Airborne Division. I think you've got a lot of folks there in that area uh-huh. that uh, you can be of tremendous service to.
5: Yep, that's uh, one of the goals, uh, one of the next steps that I'm uh, going to get involved with Is reaching out to the local rehab centers. Um, I've already tried to contact um, Fort Bragg, um, letting them know kind of my story uh, and what I
1: want to do for them. All right. All right. Why don't you give us your URL?
5: It's projectimme.com. All
1: right. And your contact uh, email?
5: Uh, also, project imme at gmail dot com.
1: All right. Now, again, we we're getting—we only have a couple minutes left, uh, Chris. And it was a pleasure having you on the show this morning. But what would you like to share with our listeners in closing?
5: Uh, you know, like I always say, and I learned this back in my my first duty station in Fort Polk, a closed mouth is not going to get fed. If you feel the need to hurt yourself or self-medicate, you know, reach out there, go to the website, seek help, um, and and if you don't know where to go or you don't know the veteran crisis line, uh, I'll get it to you. And um, the more people that I get involved, we have people throughout the United States that can help. It's just open your mouth and and
2: say something.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Bill?
2: (laughs) Well, Chris, thank you for your service to our great nation. Thank you for your continued service of what you're doing as you try to heal and help others heal. Uh, we certainly hope that in the very near future you'll come back again and uh, sh- share some more experiences with us at the American Heroes Network.
3: Definitely.
2: Thank you,
5: Ruth. My pleasure. All right. Jim?
3: Well, i got to say, Chris, uh, God bless you, and uh, thank you for your courage. There's a, there's a warrior in you that God created, and the military fo- uh, helped support, and uh, I'm so glad that you, you're you, uh, Chris. You're thank a good you. man, and God bless you and your efforts in this you know, project. I, I'm me, and uh, I really do look forward to hearing more about you, and I've already sent you a connection, and uh, we want to be in
1: contact. Thank you, sir. All right. If Thank you missed you. any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website and syndicated on iTunes. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Wishing everyone wishing everyone a prosperous 2019. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there.